What's going on, Sixers Nation? It is so good to be back. Obviously, we were gone for a couple of days. We were up in Maine, relaxing up in Portland, Maine. Watched two Sixers games while I was up there as well. And it is good to be back for another week of Sixers game recaps. Welcome on in. We got Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok in the building. What is happening? Of course, our Philadelphia 76ers on some Monday night basketball took care of the Chicago Bulls at home. A 126-106 win against those stinking Chicago Bulls. Oh, to me, this game was really, it was about Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, again, with another statement win and showing everyone why it is he is, in fact, the MVP of the, of the season. Now, I will say this. The Bulls were <laughs> putting Tristan Thompson on Joel Embiid. And, and listen, Joel is going to feast off that off that move but or off that uh, matchup. But, of course, they, for Chicago, no Nikola Vucevic. Definitely a big blow for them. Vooch, we talked about this before, especially when we faced off against Chicago a couple weeks ago in Chicago. Um, Vooch definitely likes to show up and play against the Philadelphia 76ers. We talked about his past and his history with the Sixers. But he's not Joel Embiid. At least he puts up some sort of a fight and he puts up some points. But Tristan Thompson is not going to really do anything against Joel Hans Embiid. Come on now. And for all my Tony Bradley people. All the Tony Bradley stands, the Sixers fans that are still believing in Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley is the future. Uh, you got five minutes tonight, guys. <laughs> you really couldn't do much. But now Joel Embiid, really, it, it was the story of the night. 42 points. I'm sorry, 43 points, 14 boards, three blocks. Uh, obviously, he had his healthy share of, of shots at the free throw line at the at the stripe. But um, I really felt like today Sixers offense and the way they were moving the ball really went through Joel Embiid. Um, and he really set the tone, getting guys open, taking on double teams and finding his way out of those double teams. And look, James Harden, not a terrible night, 16 points with four, with 14 assists, almost almost had that triple double. He had eight boards as well. But it really tonight was about Joel, not so much James Harden. And I know a lot of after Saturday night's loss, no James Harden and they lose to the Miami. Heat. It was a game where the Miami Heat definitely were taking control of the game. Uh, as I told that night, and as I'm telling you tonight, you don't freak out over those, right, guys? You just don't freak out over those. So definitely a good win. What's going on? We got Mark in the chat. Matt, Mark, what's going on? Huge win. Huge, huge win. Absolutely, Mark. And Mark, honestly, you know what it felt like to me? It really did feel like a statement win. Now, Chicago is, to me, a little overrated, if I'm being quite honest with you. Yes, they're at near the top of the Eastern Conference standings, and they've had a really good year. Being in the top half of the in the top four, I should say, in the Eastern Conference. But when you look at it, who have they really beaten? Like, be honest, how who has Chicago really beaten this season? When they go up against the top teams, the Milwaukee's of the world, the Phillies of the world, the Miami's of the world, the Golden States, the the, the Phoenix Suns, they struggle against the, the elite teams in this league. But when you're facing off against the Detroit Pistons um, or the New Orleans Pelicans, they seem to be a better team. They have good pieces. They really do have some good pieces. I want a couple things that I do notice. They obviously don't do a really good job of spacing the court out. DeMar DeRozan is the two-point king. Everything with, with inside the three-point line, he will dominate in. Um, and then Zach Levine is an explosive player who loves to drive to the board. And there are, you know, they don't have Lonzo Ball right now. Now, Colby White was did a solid job. Uh, I, I like Colby White. I just don't think he's a starting point guard in this league. Uh, but Chicago, for Chicago, it, really, the spacing is, is is something they just don't have within their game with a bunch of guys who, who do like to get a lot, of, uh, a lot of twos in this game. And they were 33% from the three-point line tonight. 
And that's kind of the that is the story of the Chicago Bulls. It's still a very talented team for sure. I know Alex Caruso as well. It is a big blow. What's up right now? What's going on, my brother? What's happening, my man? Uh, Mark, they were trying so hard to get him 50 tonight. They really were. They were really trying hard to get him 50, a 50 spot. But unfortunately, um, he could not get that done. But it's all good. Because you know what's more important, Mark? We got the W. We got the W, my man. Um, as always, guys, we do like to uh, like to hear your guys. So I am putting in, in the chat the link so you guys can come on in and let me know your thoughts, uh, how you guys are feeling after the Sixers win here tonight. Uh, we'll get to that in, in about uh, in about five, ten minutes. We'll get to some of you guys. If you guys want to come on in, you guys can definitely come on in and give us your thoughts. Tyrese, what's up, Kata Hat? We got Kata Hat in the building. Tyrese Maxey excites me. And it's funny because, Kata, I really don't feel like uh, Tyrese Maxey in the first half didn't have the game that he wanted. And it just wasn't, he wasn't just getting, he wasn't getting his looks. I really think that's what it was. And in the second half, he really uh, started finding looks, started finding his groove. And he really started dominating, and tonight he finished with 17 points, and that's that's bound to happen. That's another thing as well. When you don't see like with Tobias and Maxi, I think they're going to get thrown in the same bus because we're going to expect those guys to get a good, get a good amount of points for the Sixers offense. When they're not getting, I know we want to. Our first in, uh, reaction is to freak out. What's going on? Doc, call the play. Uh, Tobias, get your ass in the game. But it's. With with there's a lot of talent on this team, guys. I mean, between James and Joel, generational type of players. You got Tobias and Tyrese who can score when at will when they need to be uh, that type of score. And it's everyone's gonna get their their moments there. It, it's it's going to happen. But uh, 17 points and four uh, four assists for Tyrese Max. He will he will definitely get his. Um, Harden had a bad shooting game, but he made up for it with his tremendous passing. And kind of, that's a really good point as well. I don't want all of us to think that every single night it is on James Harden, it is on Joel Embiid to score all the points for the Sixers. No, this is a team sport, ladies and gentlemen. Your Tyrese Maxey's, your your Tobias Harris's, your Matisse Thibels, your George Niang's, your Shake Milton's, those type of dudes need to make some shots. And 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 the first parts of this game. Right when Chicago got up by eight points at most, and it seemed like they were controlling the, the the game and they were going on some nice runs. They were the Sixers were not knocking down their shots, weren't finding their shots either. And between Joel and Joel taking on double teams and James Harden just trying to find players and forcing forcing some passes and forcing some shots, that really took them down a notch. And eventually, they started getting some shots down. I really felt like once George's Niang late in the first, hit those two back-to-back threes. Then James Harden hits that three. That, to me, is when the momentum changed for the Sixers. That is when you saw them take over this game for sure. W, W. What's up, TikTok? What y'all got, got to say here? What's up, Giddy? We got Giddy edits in the building. What's happening? DMV Drew, big W. Throw them Ws up, guys. What's going on, guys? Uh, DMV, we can actually win a championship this year. The excitement is real here, guys. I love it. Thank you so much, DMV. I appreciate you, Drew. Uh, what's up, Juan? We got Juan in the building. What's up, bro, brother? What's going on? What's happening, guys? What's good, Juan? Chilling, chilling. Hey, that, that, that dude. Chilling, chilling with the second win. Amen. Let's get it. Sisters Nation in the building. We love it. We love it. Thanks so much, TikTok. Keep sending those comments, questions, concerns. If you guys are watching the Sixers, let me know your thoughts, man. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, DMV Drew, should I cop a Maxi jersey or a Harden? Drew, obviously, I'm going to say James Harden. This is a generational player. I don't know how long we're going to have James Harden either. I mean, I'm going to be realistic about it. Definitely got to get James Harden. This is so much fun. The amount of excitement that he's bringing to this team. Two points. Number one, for the first time in my life, 
I feel like there's a Philly sports team that is taking over the imaginations and the thoughts of Philly sports fans. And that is the Sixers right now. You look everywhere. Everyone's talking Sixers. How much Eagles talk have you guys seen? How much draft stuff have you guys invested yourselves into? I'm obviously watching because that's what I got to do. But the Sixers have taken over the city. And it leads to my next point. We've talked about it before. I've, you know, I've called out the fan base. The fans need to be better with inside the stadium. I don't feel that electricity. I don't feel that home court advantage that the Wells Fargo Center needs to be. Look, I have a really big pet peeve, and to me, it is a violation. Now, this is just me. You guys can do whatever you want, but I really don't like when people, like, let's say tonight. Tonight's the example I want to use. You're at a Sixers game, right? You spend a pretty penny to go to the Sixers game. Why are you wearing an Eagles jersey or an Eagles hoodie or Eagles t-shirt to a Sixers game? I get it. It's Philadelphia football, Philadelphia basketball. I just don't like it. I, I really don't. Right? You can go down to Walmart, buy yourself a $10 Sixers t-shirt and call it a day and go, there. wear an outfit. Wear a regular schmegular outfit. You don't need to wear your, your, your Devontae Smith jersey to a Sixers game because you don't got nothing else. I really don't like that. And that also leads to the, I just don't feel the electricity. Like, like um, last year's playoffs, I thought there was, the, the atmosphere was great up until game seven. And we, Ben Simmons freaking fumbled that. And, oh, by the way, Ben Simmons is not going to, this Thursday, go figure, nah, 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 some freaking news there for you guys. But I, I digress. That's just my point on, listen, it's the Wells Fargo Center. It's our home. It's our cathedral. Every, people should be intimidated playing there. I just don't feel that intimidation factor right now with the Wells Fargo Center. And that has part to do with the prices of the tickets and the type of people that we're getting in the Wells Fargo Center. So come on, guys. Let's pick it up. Let's pick the intensity up. We got Matty Bear in the chat. What's going on, Matt? Joel went off and watched because of the Islanders. Completely get it, brother. It, it, Joel, 43 points, absolutely went off, dominated. He was his usual Joel self, and I love him getting this fans involved as well. It was it was just good time. It was a really good time down there, man. Really great time, uh, to, to say the least, uh, for the Sixers. Uh, James Harden is such an improvement. Over ben. <laughs> uh, go figure, man. Go figure. For, for, for sure, brother. For sure. Um, real quick on the Tobias Harris point. Um, so obviously tonight he had eight points, you know, not, not really something you want to see off in, in 36 minutes of play four of 10 from the field. He did not knock down a three and he did struggle a little bit here, but he it's listen, a lot of times we look at the stats and we just think to ourselves like, what the heck happened? Why did he look like dog crap? It really wasn't the case. I really felt tonight Tobias, he, he needs to work on the shooting. And we know his role now with this James Harden Sixers. He's, he's, if he gets an open look, you got to take it. You got to be a spot up shooter because you're going to get a lot of open looks with the amount of space that Harden and Joel Embiid are going to create for you. And yeah, listen, this happens to NBA stars. Like they get, in, they're not going to be hot shooting every single night. Um, but defensively, I really felt like Tobias did a really good job. Um, the defensive assignments were interesting. I thought that we would see um, Matisse Thibel on DeMar DeRozan. DeMar is playing at an MVP pace right now, and he's really having a good season, despite still not shooting that well from the three-point line. But anyways, <laughs> so we saw Matisse Thibel on Zach Levine, which doesn't make sense as well when you consider the athletic ability and the speed that Zach Levine has. And Matisse Thibel, we all know the athletic ability that he has. My man can jump <laughs> over the Wells Fargo Center if he really wanted to. And we saw Tobias Harris take on DeMar DeRozan, 
Great job by Doc. That was a good call. I thought both of them did a really solid job uh, of, of slowing them down. I won't say stop because, you know, stopping them is kind of tough. 23 points for DeMar, 24 points from Zach. When you're facing off against stars like that, you just got to let them do what they, they want to do. What you need to do is be able to stop the other players around. And when Joel Embiid's, you know, freaking taking over the game, shacked in the fool, as we like to say around here, <laughs> dominating like Shaquille O'Neal, that's fine. That is completely fine. But Tobias Harris's defense, I think, is very underrated. I don't think we talk about it enough. I think he does a really good job of locking down guys. And in a day and age where offensive players are going to get most of the calls, I thought that Tobias Harris really, really, really did a good job here tonight on that part. He's going to get better at the shooting. And one thing I would say as well, and you know, I know you guys like to criticize Doc Rivers, and I completely understand that. But with Tobias Harris, to get Tim Conference wrong, call some plays. Call some plays to set him up, put him in good spots, and knock down a shot that we know he can knock down. Um, he likes the corner. He does like the corner threes. Um, he likes the baseline short jumpers. Like Those are type of things that you can implement that would help him get his confidence up. And I think that's those are some things that, that um, Doc Rivers needs to implement with this team. Uh, we saw the the uh, the first pl- uh, first minutes of DeAndre Jordan with the Philadelphia 76ers. There was a lot of hype around DeAndre Jordan going into this. Uh, you guys love the backup center position for whatever reason. You guys get really hyped about it. And I'm still not really overly crazy about DeAndre Jordan. But what I will say is that um, he does have things that can work. The athletic ability, a rim rim runner. That's pretty much what, De- what we need DeAndre Jordan to be. And he does that at a better clip than than Willie Cauley Stein. Now, obviously, DeAndre is coming off of some te- some bad some bad stints, right? With the Lakers, it was it's. I mean, we all saw the 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 the, the overthrown pass against the New Orleans Pelicans like two weeks ago. Like that's kind of what we have fresh in our mind right now. And that wasn't the greatest stint with the Brooklyn Nets last year. And he did struggle with Joel Embiid as well when they went up against the Sixers. But listen. He's he got 10 minutes tonight, and that's more than likely what you're going to see under Jordan playing the 10 minutes, especially when Joel Embiid is doing what he is doing right now. Um, tonight we we saw um, where my where my eye here. We didn't see Paul Millsap here tonight. You did see um, uh, Paul Reed later on in the game, but when Joel Embiid is playing 36 minutes and he's putting up 43 points. That is definitely that you really don't. That's what I'm saying. You guys don't need to expect too much from your backup center because you got guys that are already doing enough. And Joel Embiid is the best center in the freaking league. One point I will mention: um, no Paul Millsap tonight, but what we do like to what Doc likes to run a lot at times. He does like to run some small ball, and he did it a couple times with Paul Millsap as the center. One thing I would like to see is maybe Matisse Thybulle playing a little bit of that five, especially in those small ball occasions. Because we know his offensive uh, deficiencies, although tonight, ladies and gentlemen, he did put up 12 points, and that's more stuff that we do need to see, and I'll get to that in a second. But for those couple of minutes, you do run the small ball. I wouldn't mind seeing Matisse Thiebel running that, that five, pick and rolls, use that athletic ability as well. And, you know, pretty much as a stretch five, that that's a position that you are seeing more and more of in this league today. Uh, but for Matisse, the runs to the rim, the off-ball stuff is perfect. That is what you need from Matisse Thibel. Oh, and he hit a three, by the way, as well. So whatever it is, James has unlocked, obviously, Tyrese Maxey. He's taken Joel to the next level, but also has unlocked Matisse Thibel. Having him run to the basket, that is definitely things that we can continue seeing and not being scared of shooting the three. That is what you have to do, my man.
that is what you have to do. What's up, guys? Um, let me see here. Uh, what's up, Gabe? What's going on, brother? Uh, Christopher, I have a Seth Curry jersey. That's a good listen. I know it sucks that Seth Curry left, but that's still a good jersey to have. There's no hard feelings with Seth Curry, man. Not a bad one. Not a bad one. I uh, want to get a statement jersey. Um, you mean the Spectrum jersey? Is that what you mean? Um, by, by the way, I did not know this, and I was a Sixers fan during this. The 09 season, we played our final game in the Spectrum, and I don't remember this. Uh, it was against the Chicago Bulls. It was Derrick Rose's, what, third or fourth year, third year? It was drafted in 07, if I'm not mistaken. And I know I had to double check about that, but um, I did not know that. I really did not know that. I forgot that. We, I, I thought we we also demolished the spectrum a lot earlier, but that was a cool tidbit that the NBC Sports showed us. See, I, I am blessed that I was able to watch at least one game at the spectrum. It wasn't the Sixers. I watched the, 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 the Philadelphia Phantoms, the Philadelphia, and I think they played against the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks. I, I still remember this day because I, I loved, I used to love watching the Phantoms of Philly. It's tougher when they're out in Lehigh Valley now. It's a little, a little tougher of a drive here for me. Uh, six to a ring than the Eagles. Uh, I would say the Sixers are getting closer to a ring than the Union. I think the Union have a much better chance of winning a championship than the Eagles. Um, but that goes to show, again, my point earlier, the Sixers are really captivating the minds of Philly sports fans. They are the closest to a championship right now. And it's, and it's great to see. It is great to see, man. In two years, uh, by the way, Aiden, through 33-2, Maxi. Appreciate you checking on in. In two years, Maxi will be top seven. That's an odd number to use, but I won't go that far. Yeah, I do think he has the potential of being a top 10 point guard within this league. And right now he's playing a combo guard. Him and James Harden are switching off at, at that point. And he, he's really surprisingly, we talked about this before, playing really well off of James Harden with James feeding him the rock. And, and it, it's it's definitely great. It is definitely great to see, but I, the future is absolutely bright. Uh, for James Harden, I think I appreciate that question there, uh, Aiden Maxi. Thank you so much for that one, man. Uh, DMV Drew, appreciate you, you. You continue checking on in, man. Awesome stuff. Uh, what's Brian? What's going on? We got Ron in the chat. What's happening, my man? Uh, Tyrese Maxi's probably going to be a hidden uh, gem of scoring and defending uh, the paint. Okay, that's an interesting point there. The scoring has taken another level, that is for sure. And he, tonight he got most of his points, most of his work. In that second half, and that's completely okay. Uh, antibodies, Harris, is it today? Uh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, Thibault's really improving offensively. Yeah, it's a point we just mentioned. Um, his off ball has been great. Working with James Harden has also been a, a pleasure to watch as well. And hopefully, we continue with this with, with Matisse Thibault. James Harden, it, it unlocks everything. And I know everyone was freaking out after Saturday's loss against Miami, but. After a while not playing with everyone, I, you kind of expect that. And on Saturday, they really struggled shooting the ball. That was part of the problem against the Heat, and that's why they fell as well. But I think things will get better. But for, for Matisse, continue, continue. And we've talked about this even before the James Harden trade. We just want to see him run more, run more to the basket, doing those slashing cuts, and just be willing to shoot the ball, especially from the three-point line. For him, his trajectory, yes, it is Bruce Bowen. It is being that 3 and D guy. He's obviously one of the best defenders in the league. And so for him, you need to add that offensive game. Um, James Harden can generate to add a uh, tribute of his talent and spacing to getting more pressure on constant shots. Um, yeah, I mean, his, his offensive game definitely opens things up for everyone else. It, 
Um, especially on like those pick. I, I love when we the pick and roll game to me is so much fun to watch it. You guys know me. I've been waiting for this for so long, and it, and it is definitely great to see. But his vision is impeccable as well. Uh, re- recognizing where every player is and just throwing it out to them, man. Wow! Look at this. Got a the little love to Kate Scott. Kate Scott had a great night tonight. She was tremendous tonight. Starting to grow on me more. Okay, I look at that. You see, you see why I love. I, listen to me. I, I, look, I'm from Philadelphia. Proud of being from Philly. There are certain things that I need a Philly presence on. As my play-by-play announcer, I don't necessarily need a Philly person. Okay. In some part of the broadcasting, we do need some more Philly people. Now, we obviously have Jim Lynham, and Jim is, is a very knowledgeable guy, but I, I feel like at this day and age, we could probably move on from him. Um, Jackson, uh, yeah, Jackson as well is, is another Philly dude. Um, and then, of course, Amy Fadul. I, I could do without Amy Fadul as well, but as long as you know the game, you're doing service by the game as well. I'm fine with it. And I do. I do actually enjoy a person. I'm a little bit of a cornball, if you guys couldn't tell by now. Um, so I, I do enjoy her. I, I do. And good to see more women in sports. I, I, I love seeing more women in sports. They bring a different aspect to the game, and we just need more of them. That's just a fact of the matter. Wait, what? Wait, wait, right now, are we serious? I think we're getting right now. We, he, he, we actually have him, and he actually played tonight. Uh, he, he did. <laughs> How many uh, green? Oh, we just forgot to mention as well. So Danny Green, that's we'll have to keep an eye on that. Danny Green also got hurt tonight. Bang that hand. Danny Green cannot get lucky. He really can't get lucky this season. This is now is like his third knock on the injury list. He had not. He had three. Only had one three pointer that he knocked down in those nine minutes. But we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But for for right now just conserve danny i don't even care if he plays the rest of the season just keep keep throwing Furkan and shake milton out there i'm completely fine with that oh by the way ladies and gentlemen Furkan cork played a uh, big zero tonight big zero minutes not good not good whatsoever but um it's crazy for and for everyone that was like yo doc where's isaiah joe give isaiah joe more minutes well you got it isaiah joe got their 11 minutes and that was all in the second half essentially uh, he did knock down one three, one of four from the field, which was all from the three point line. And so you got it. No Furkan Korkmaz here tonight, and uh, that so Danny Green just conserve him. He is still important to this team. Once we get to the playoffs, we are going to need his experience. You guys saw what happened in the Atlanta series last year. So conserve him, Doc. Please, please conserve. Um, let me see here. Um, Tobias Harris didn't have a good assignment to get enough rhythm uh, to playing defense and lockdown has to, to be developed by a better basketball movement over control of pace and energy. Uh, I thought he did really good defensively, Ryan. Uh, I, I just, you know, he just didn't make his shots and that, that definitely happens. Um, I thought defensively he really did a good job, especially, I mean, he had an MVP candidate to, to guard tonight, DeMar DeRozan. So I, I really thought he did good, man. May laugh, but I love I love some more B ball ball minutes. Um, no, I mean, look, it, it's interesting for me because I don't think like any of these veteran centers are really the answer. I don't think Paul's the answer. I don't think DeAndre Jordan's the answer. And the problem is, is that Paul Reed obviously has upside. Same thing with Charles. I do think Charles Bassey has some upside as well. They're just not ready for this moment. The veteran leadership, especially DeAndre Jordan's played a lot of monumental basketball. Same with Paul Millsap. 
So that's really why you're keeping those guys out there. But look, in the regular season right now, I mean, you're just trying to get everyone ready. So why not give B-Ball Paul some more minutes? Uh, I think defensively, he does a really good job of locking down some guys. I think his offensive game has honestly gotten better, too, as the season has gone on. And those guys are going to go back and forth between Delaware and Philly. So uh, for, for B-Ball Paul and for Charles, it's all about just being ready. When your numbers call, be ready to to to, to perform. And we'll see what happens with B-Ball Paul. But I'm not mad at that. No, not at all. Uh, how many green date? How many, how many, how many points green guy? He only got three. He only got three. Trending in the AM. What's happening? What's going on? Sixers and five. Sixers and five. Make sure you guys check out trending in the AM. Doing a great job. Phil uh, leading the way over there with the rest of DSM media. Uh, great show to start your day off. Uh, who won the NBA finals? The Sixers. They beat the Suns last year. They beat the Suns in, in, uh, in five games. Yeah. It was a great parade. It was awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> I wish, guys. I'm a, I'm a delusional Sixers fan. What do you what do you folks want from me? What do you folks want from me? So uh great again, great solid win. Um to me, this was a somewhat of a statement win, especially after the the amount of people freaking out after the loss in Miami last Saturday. And to put up a great performance here tonight against the Chicago Bulls. Besides the first couple of minutes of, of the uh, fir first quarter, and I will say this, I don't want to continue seeing the Sixers go down early and then try to find a way to come back. We did make a big trade right down, like the over halfway through the season. You're going to anticipate some bumps in the and bumps and bruises, and, and it's going to start off a little slow. They're still trying to figure it. Like, these guys don't have it figured out 100% yet. But I don't want to see these guys continue going down. This is something that they need to work on. And just starting quick games off quick, setting the tone off quick. We know this team is really talented, and they can beat most of the NBA teams in this league in a best of seven series. But you got to you have to strive to be great. You're never going to be perfect, but you got to strive to be that. And this team will 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 figure that out, right? In that for in those first quarters, the first halves, you know, trying to force things, trying to figure things out, find what works and get to it. Find those mismatches as well and exploit that as well. And and, and that will come with time. It it just takes it's gonna take some patience. And it also doesn't help that they are kind of right now in a tough stretch. They're playing a lot of good teams. The Bulls have been on the schedule, the Bucks were on the schedule, the Nets we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, the Cavs are in the schedule. Uh, so it's gonna, it's definitely, definitely gonna take some time. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be patient here. But like I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, next up, next up for the Sixers, it is time. It is the Sixers, and it's the Nets time. Thursday night, seven thirty. No Ben Simmons, as we just mentioned. Ben still has that back injury. Now this is the real question. Now Ben has said that he will sit on the bench. Will he actually do that? Will Ben Simmons actually sit on the bench? He's going to get harassed beyond belief if he actually is visible to Sixers fans. He will get harassed. Will Ben Simmons be able to take that? Will he sit there the whole time? Or will it be like, I'm there for a couple minutes, and at the end of the first quarter, I'm out. I'm going back, going into the suites. Hide me. Cover me. So, it, 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 listen, I'm not buying this back injury stuff. And, and I listen, I'm a human being. Right. I, I don't like to judge people off that. I don't like to judge people whether they are going through mental health or not. I don't want to judge someone but whether they're going to injury or not. But it is sort of like the the folk story 
the boy who cried wolf. And that story is very, very relatable to, to real life. And the same way the boy cried wolf ended, no one believed him at the end. And that's when he got eaten by the wolf. And at some point, Ben, people are going to stop believing you as well. And you're going to get beat. You're going to get eaten by Sixers fans, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. All right, guys, it's going to do it for another Sixers game recap. Thank you so much for joining back with me. It feels good to be back. I'm so excited. We'll be doing more of this stuff, guys. Guys, in the future, listen, if you guys want to get your voice out there, I want to hear from you. We'll continue putting. I put the link out there, guys. It's okay if you guys don't want to come. I completely get it. But in the future, I will continue putting those links out there for these game recaps. Sixers, Flyers, and Union right now, obviously, until the baseball starts figuring it out. And we'll get back to the Eagle season. And I will give you guys the opportunity to be heard. So I'll keep that in mind for the next game recap, and you guys will be able to come on in here and, and we'll give me give me your thoughts. But um, guys, seriously, thank you so much for tuning on. Really appreciate it. If you guys enjoyed this recap, do me a solid, hit that like button so we can continue pushing this out there. Make sure you guys are subscribed. And I didn't get a chance to do it because I've been so busy up in Maine. But over the weekend, we hit 600 subscribers on YouTube. 600. I would have not anticipated that when we started doing this uh, a couple, it was three years now. We we're now at three years. We started doing soccer content, and we decided to, to ex elaborate, expand the Philly sports, and now we're at 600. I really appreciate all 600 people subscribed to this channel, checking these out, and, and showing some love. Really means the world to me. Make sure you guys subscribe if you haven't already for more Philly sports coverage. And, of course, you can find these uh, these live recaps. They get rebroadcast in podcast form. You can find that under Oin Philly Sports. Make sure you subscribe to that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back at it tomorrow for Flyers game recap. But until then, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs>